Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 145th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Here we get Queen 9 offsuit on the button, playing 300 600 with a 75 ante. I was recently talking to one of my students, and he was saying that in small stakes games, he sometimes folds this hand because he expects the players in the blinds to three bet a lot or to call a lot and then check raise a lot of flops. And I think that would probably be an error to fold this hand. While this hand is not particularly strong, it's still certainly acceptable. And there's nothing wrong with raising this hand with the intention of folding it to a three bet. It's okay to raise with the intention of folding to a three bet if you develop your range intelligently. So what I would do here is I would be raising with, well, probably 9-8 offsuit, 10-9 offsuit, and uh, jack-9, queen-9, king-9, and then all the ace-x. A lot of suited connectors, all the suited aces, all the Broadway hands, obviously, and all the pairs. And then if I get three bet, usually it's going to be all in, I would be getting it in with probably pockets sevens and better. And then hands like ace, jack, offsuit and better, king, queen, ace, 10 suited and better, king, jack suited probably. And then folding everything else. And that's probably going to work fine. If you raise and get three bet small, you can also have a bluffing range, which will work out really nicely if you think you have some fold equity. And um, queen nine is probably a little bit too bad to bluff. I think you can instead bluff with your weakest suited connectors and then also king 10, jack, king 10, queen 10, jack 10, and maybe ace nine. So I think that'll work out pretty well for you. You can actually plug this into the float the turn range analyzer. You can find that on floattheturn.com under the tool section. And that will help you visualize this. And you'll see that you you will be defending often enough if you are willing to get it all in with more than just, you know, like aces, kings, and queens, right? So anyway, I make it 1,300. A splashy guy with 15,000 chips calls from the small blind, and then a loose aggressive player calls on the big blind with 20,000 chips. Flop comes 10, 7, 3, 2 clubs. I have queen, 9, no clubs. So multi-way, I'm just giving up here. If we were heads up, I could see making a small bet being perfectly fine. I don't think you need to make big bets in these scenarios or really in very many spots where your opponent's either going to have something or he's not, right? Like if our opponent's sitting here with 5-4, he's just never going to play. But if he does have any gut shot, he's probably going to call most reasonable bets anyway. So if I am going to bet, it's probably going to be small, maybe 2,000 into this 4,600 pot. But at the same time, this is not a spot to bet. I have no backdoor flush draws. I have one bad overcard. Um... I have a backdoor straight draw, but that's not particularly great either. So I'm just going to check and give up. You know, it's fine to give up. Whenever you are considering betting the flop, you want to bet the flop with your premium made hands and your draws. And here I have neither of those. I have a junk hand. With your junk and with your marginal made hands, like perhaps jack 10 or a7, you want to be inclined to check because that's going to allow you to get closer to showdown and realize your equity. You don't want to bet with those hands and then get check raised because then you're in a miserable spot. Or even if you check call, you're, I mean, you're going to be a little bit ahead, but you're not loving it. So anyway, check, check, check on the flop pretty much every time. I'm not bluffing here, unless my opponents are just clearly not putting a chip in the pot. Turns the jack of spades, so now I have an open-ended straight draw, which is great. If you want to improve, I mean, this is a pretty nice way to improve. Obviously, a queen would have been better, but this is pretty good. Now the loose aggressive player bets 2,500 into the 4,600 pot. With queen nine here, we're not getting quite the right immediate pot odds to call. But if we see this heads up on the river and our opponent checks, we could very easily bluff if we miss. And if we hit, our opponent's going to be at least somewhat inclined to pay us off. I mean, he may even have a hand like jack nine that would 
pay us off for the maximum if an eight happens to come. A queen could also be good. So this is a spot where I think we need to call. Of course, if you think the splashy guy is just like ready and raring to check raise all in or something like that from the small blind, then you should fold. But under normal circumstances, this is a fine spot to call. Um, we are going to make this straight roughly 20% of the time, and we are not getting quite those pot odds. But again, we're going to win the pot sometimes when we miss, sometimes when we get a queen. Um, we have to be aware that the clubs could come in and make us the worst hand, like it becomes king or the eight of clubs. We have to, I'm not going to say proceed with caution, but just be aware that we could be beat. It's not like if, if, if one of our opponents bets 5,000 on the eight of clubs river, I'm not raising. I'm just going to call every time. So keep that in mind. Is there merit in raising this turn? I don't think so. Our loose, aggressive, big blind opponent could very easily have a jack. He's never going to fold. He could also just have 9-8 immediately. He'd have jack 10, 10, 7. He could have all sorts of stuff. So I don't think we need to raise with our draw. So we do call 2,500, and the splashy guy calls 2,500 in the small blind. That is not what we were expecting. River is a queen of clubs. We make top pair. And now, the loose, aggressive player in the big blind bets 10,000 into the 12,000 pot. So we significantly improved on the river. We went from queen high to top pair. But now we're facing this almost pot-sized bet from a loose aggressive player who bet 10,000 out of his 16,000 stack, leaving himself 6,000 behind. What in the world does that mean? Well, the first thing you want to look at is where does our hand fall in our range? If you think about our range, we could conceivably have hands like ace-king at this point, which are straight, so we're obviously never folding that. Probably don't have very many... I guess we could have king-nine, actually, because an eight makes that a straight. So we could have king-nine for straight as well. We could obviously have queen-jack, we could have queen 10 if we decide to check it back on the flop. We could have jack 10 if we decide to check it back on the flop. So we have a lot of two pairs. And then we have hands like queen 9, ace queen, ace jack, king jack, jack 9, and jack 8. And then we have a few other busted draws, but probably not very many. So this is actually nearly the bottom of my range. So given it's nearly the bottom of my range, even though it is top pair, Folding is certainly reasonable. We also want to look at what is the loose aggressive player representing and is there very many bluffs in his range? Well, all the flush draws got there. All the two pairs got there. If he had a hand like jack 10 or queen 10, for example. If he had 9-8, he already had a straight. If he had king 9, he made a straight. So really, the only bluffs that make a lot of sense are hands like ace 9, which I actually block, Ace-8, which, you know, would he really do this into two people? would be pretty optimistic, right? And then 6-5, 5-4, and 6-4 uh, for the gut shots. And would he really bluff with the gut shots into two people? Also seems pretty optimistic. Of course, he could have a hand like the Ace of Clubs and a blank. I think that would actually make a lot of sense to turn into a bluff because then he blocks the nut flush. But I think you're going to have a tough time making anyone fold something like two pair or better here. Maybe even ace-queen or better. If I had ace-queen in the spot, would I call? I mean, I honestly still probably know. If I had jack-10, would I call? Yeah, reluctantly. But if I'm reluctantly calling with jack-10, right? Um, this guy just can't... He, he can't value bet too thin, first off. It's not like he's just going to sit here and value bet with ace-jack or anything like that. And... I think those jack 10s do make up a reasonable portion of both my range and the splashy player's range. So this seems like a pretty suicidal bluff to me, if he is bluffing. So given it seems like a suicidal bluff and I have nearly the bottom of my range, I think we have a pretty easy fold. Right in the muck. Good job, J Card Shark. 
Splashy guy calls, which is good because we get to see what these players are doing. And the loose aggressive guy had 5-4 clubs. So he had a gut shot straight draw and a flush draw. And he got the flush on the river and elected to bet big. And he got paid by the splashy guy, but not by me. So this hand ended up working out reasonably well. Uh, whenever you make a good hand on the river and you still don't pay off your opponent, that's usually a great success and you need to be happy with that. A lot of people look at this and think, oh man, I made top pair and I lost. I'm so annoyed. But in reality, you got to be happy. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you enjoyed this video, definitely check out pokercoaching.com. There we have a lot of interactive hand quizzes that are relatively similar to Weekly Poker Hand. And instead of me telling you what I do, I make you tell me what you would do. And then I tell you if I think it's right or wrong. So check out that. Also, we have monthly homework questions where I would perhaps pose a question just like this, where I would show this hand, say that we got to this river. What do we do with our entire range? So what are we doing with ace-queen? What are we doing with five, four of hearts, you know, like, what are we doing with all these hands? And that's something that the students would have to submit their answer to. They have to submit the answer to that question in the forum. I give my answer in a monthly webinar. And then I go through all the students' answers and tell them what I think about their answers. And that's usually a great learning experience because we can discuss holes in some of the students' games and we can all get better together. So you can check that out. You can get a free seven-day trial at pokercoaching.com. So thanks very much for being here today for Weekly Poker Hand. Be sure to check back next week for... Another fun experience.